great to see uh, so so many of you here this morning. Um, I realize that uh, a number of you guys I haven't seen since last year, so it seems like it's been such a long time. All right, that's a bad one. All right. And I actually, we missed church last Sunday, so this is our first time coming to church since last year as well. So, anyways... Um, Let's start, start off. I feel like I have to reintroduce myself here. My name's Rich. I'm one of the pastors here. We've gone for the Christmas break. We missed last week. We're just trying to get started here again. Um, a few just uh, maybe announcement type things or just a little icebreaker stuff here. Um, the Broncos. Uh, I thought we just, uh, you know, we just take a moment of silence here. Um, I think that's probably why so many people showed up this morning is uh, just to pray for the Broncos um, and maybe New Year's resolutions to get back to church here. But uh, anyways, that was sad. I didn't realize my, my heart was going to be so sad to see them lose. But uh, Now some of you might go, what's the big deal about football and the Broncos? Any of, any of those out there, would you raise your hand? I see. All right. And Green Bay fans are sad too. That's true. Or um, a Green Bay fan, I guess you'd say. If there's any Ravens fans, we'd love to just welcome you to the, the back of the room, uh, out by the out by the sidewalk there. Um, so, but no, there is a verse I do want to share with you that who aren't football fans, or aren't Bronco fans, or don't feel the pain. Um, you know, Romans 12, 15, it does say, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And so there's a, a biblical mandate for you to feel what we feel. Please, you know, um, anyways. Uh, also, it was very cold out here recently. This weather took quite a drop. Um, you know, uh, you might ask how cold was it. Um, but uh, I went out this morning to get eggs from my chickens, and uh, the eggs were frozen, you know. And, uh, and that was one that came right out of a chicken. It was kind of a... It was crazy. Um, no, uh, they were frozen somewhere in the night, I imagine. But we were just hoping our chickens were still alive, uh, and they are. Also, family health, we did. I sent a prayer request or shared a prayer request last Wednesday night at worship night here. But uh, we got back into town, and um, boy, the night we pulled into town, the flu showed up. And so we've been running an infirmary at our house ever since, especially with the kids. You know, I've had the low-level flu and stuff like that, but the kids all had the, the high fevers, and we've been to urgent care several times. And we finally, uh, even Wednesday night, we took one in right after the worship night, and someone came down. The flu was about done, but it opened up a case of, like, walking pneumonia. And so uh, we are back on our feet. We are not contagious. And so, uh, but it's, again, it's good to be here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to jump into a few a few things we want to talk about this morning. So, But I'm glad, I'm glad you chose to join us this morning as well. So let's pray. Oh Lord Jesus, we do uh, we do just want to look to you this morning. It's just uh, refreshing to be with your people, to be in your presence, to sing praise to you, to warm our hearts up for you. Um, God, I just pray as we look at some verses here, as we try to look forward into this new year, that you would help us to hear from you. God, you've got a, a personal training plan. You've got an agenda for each one of us. And help us to catch your agenda for our lives this year. Uh, help us to respond uh, you know, in faith and in love and obedience to whatever you want to bring about in our life this year. Uh, I just pray that you would use this time for that purpose. And we pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, 
You know, this morning I just thought, I, I didn't get to catch last week. Last week I know that people shared some thoughts from the Faith Walkers Conference that, the, that a number of us went to. Um, and I'm just going to share a few of the lessons that I feel like God taught me. And you could feel free to leverage those lessons into your own life if you'd like to. Um, and if not, we are going to... Uh, and our time just with thinking through each one of our lives and maybe something just to look for areas that God might want you to grow in this year. And then something, you know, there's just a little tool I've given you as a handout here that you can fill out some of the blanks, take it home with you, just maybe spur on thoughts later. But um, uh, if you didn't get to go to the Faith Walkers Conference, I do want to let you know the teachings are uh, online there and they're really good. Um, I think, uh, you know, I don't know the exact link, but you could Google Faith Walkers. Uh, I think Faith Walkers West 2012 or Faith Walkers East 2012. I was encouraged. Uh, I met with some of the single men Saturday morning. They have the group that meets there. But one of the guys had already started listening to the teachings from uh, Faith Walkers East. And he said, you know, they're great, different topics, you know, same idea, spiritual maturity. But, you know, we can listen to those as well. Another guy, Jason, I think, mentioned uh, Mark Darling talks about his website. He's got uh, strongdisciples.com or something like that. But sound like Jason went through a bunch of those teachings already. Um, I won't say how many, but uh, a lot of them. Um, and anyways, a lot of resources available to us as, as we try to just grow and, and grow our faith, grow in our walks with God. So make sure you know use your use your smartphone or whatever you got for Christmas there to get online and, and pull down a teaching. Um, I, I'm just going to share a, a couple things uh, again that, that I came away with and then we're going to quickly grow, go over this simple tool here um, but the, the first area that I thought God spoke to me, let's see here um, is on this theme of uh, sowing and reaping and there was a teaching by Pat Sokol um, and he, he shared this verse as a part of what he was talking about, you know the whole theme of the conference was uh, really spiritual maturity, growing more like Christ um, in our lives here and and Pat shared one of the one of the teachings early on, but he talked about the law of sowing and reaping, and, and he shared this verse: "Do not be deceived; God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life." And there's just this law that God has put in place that what you sow you will reap. And, you know, it seems to make sense. Pat shared, you know, in general, most all of us go, yeah, duh, that makes sense. But then when it comes to the practicals, playing it out, we sometimes we sow things and we wonder why we reap the, what came with that. And uh, he used the analogy, uh, some of you might remember it, but he talks about it's like planting a garden. If you wanted to go plant this garden and you want to have all this variety of vegetables and whatnot out there, um, and he said, but you go out to your garden and you've got this uh, row, say the first row, you, you take radish seeds and you just plant a row of radishes. And in the next row you want carrots, right? So you want this row of carrots, but you, you take your radish seeds and you plant another row of radishes. And, and in the third row you really like maybe tomatoes. Instead of getting a tomato plant, you go and plant radishes. You, you, you know, you let them grow, do their thing, water them, they get sunlight, whatever. But eventually you go to check what, you, what your garden is uh, reaping here or providing or whatever. And it's like we go out there and we look at the garden and we're like, this great surprise, radishes. Oh my gosh, how do we get radishes here? Well, you know, it directly relates to things that we plant. And for me, you know, I just came away with this 
this idea that uh, as I look uh, over this past year or as I look into this new year, um, really the lesson to me is if I don't want to reap radishes in 2013, then i got to plant something different. And it's true for all of us. And I encourage you to look over your life and go, um, you know, it's been fun to review this last year and just look over and go, wow, you know, there's some things that went well, some things that didn't go so well. I do know this. Had I thought in advance that Faith Walkers Conference was going to be on maturity and spiritual training and stuff, I would have, like, been a little more prepared than I was because I got there and it was just a smackdown, you know. It was just like God was convicting me through all the different teachings and... um, but this year, uh, I want to be a little more intentional about what I'm reaping uh, at the end of next year. And I hope you do the same. You know, think about things, uh, seeds you want to plant, seeds of faith. You know, what, what sort of faith seeds did you plant this last year? Bible talks about seeds of righteousness. You know, Hosea says, sow seeds of righteousness, reap unfailing love. Do you want uh, God's love? Do you want loving relationships? Are you planting seeds of righteousness that you want to reap? Uh, I think it's seeds related to finances. I go, boy, if, if I had last year to do over again, I'd plant some, you know, I, I just look at this last year and I go, ah, radishes, you know? And I go, well, what did I expect from this last year? We're going to be trying to do some things, uh, you know, financially, just in my own world. Um, as a church, we're going to be doing some things, too. We're, we're uh, hoping to just sponsor one of these Financial Peace University classes uh, here at the church in, in, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. But uh, it's a great opportunity. It's a Dave Rams, Ramsey material, but you might be thinking about that. What, what do you want to reap at the end of this year, financially, spiritually, in all sorts of areas? I know I've got some things I'd like to reap uh, differently than, than last year. and So that, that's one area that, that I came away with to be thinking about. Sowing and reaping. You know, we are going to talk about them. Um, next week is going to be more goals and vision for for our church in general. This week is more, you know, I'm going to leave the ball in your court. You you get with God. God's got an agenda. He's got your heart, hopefully. And, and He's got some things He wants you probably to be training in this year. Next week, we're going to talk about things as a church, that as pastors and leaders, we feel like God is leading us into certain things. Um, and we want to share that as, as the whole church and some things we want to seeking for together there, seeds we want to plant related to the gospel, um, related to becoming more um, of Christ's disciples, being the Jesus people in our neighborhood, things like that. And so that will be next week. This week is just kind of more for personal um, reflection and and planning. So uh, the next area that I I feel like God spoke to me on or taught me on, convicted my thoughts off on... um, this area, Josh Whitney did a teaching. Um, it was the last day of Faith Walkers, and, and by that time, you know, we had about a hundred teachings and stuff like that. I thought I'm good. I got my journal was full of notes. I could go home today if I needed to. And then came Josh Whitney, you know, and it was just like Josh put the smack down. And um, Josh is a friendly, nice, funny guy, but man, God really spoke through him into my world. Um, and then after that, he brought Bill Young on as if there wasn't trouble enough already. You know, it was uh, quite a one-two punch for the closing day of it all. Um, check out their teachings if you want to share in, in the conviction and fun of it all. Um, but Josh talked about this idea of having pride in our lives, and he used the analogy of snakes. He shared the story about this house that someone purchased in, I think it was in Idaho or northern Utah, but they bought this house. Little did they know, somehow the house had a collection of snakes and whatnot that lived there, and so this family started 
hearing things in the walls, and uh, sure enough, um, they started finding these snakes, you know, and one day, I guess they finally decided they were going to do house cleaning, and one day, I think they pulled out more than 30 snakes from the house, um, and, you know, this is this husband and wife, and I think they had little kids, and, but anyways, he shared that idea that our lives can be like that house, that we have these uh, vipers that creep into our life that are, are of pride, one of the greatest sins, and pride, and has a lot of different ways it shows itself, um, you know, and so as he's speaking, I'm like, oh, man, uh, some of the verses that he shared I had taught on the day before in a seminar. And, you know, I knew I needed to, to grow in those. And I shared even in my seminar. And I want to get back into training in these. And then after he was done, it was over, you know. Um, but he shared different things, you know, on vipers. I think he shared like eight of them. And I'm not going to share them all. talked about, you know, um, even the viper. Salvation, the whole beginning of your relationship with God, requires humility. You don't get salvation without humility. And he go to, went on to talk about sometimes a number of these uh, vipers are attitudes of pride. And we can have an attitude about methods and plans. You know, we can really put our trust in methods. And, and that can actually be something that comes back to bite us when we don't trust God and we trust our plans. Two of them that really, uh, you know, two of the vipers that struck me, if you will. Um, ha, ha, ha. Um, anyways, um, two of them were, one, one he talked about a, an attitude towards prayer that we can, over time, we can develop. We all know prayer is the right thing to do. Every one of us knows we should pray. And yet we can have this attitude that creeps in of prayerlessness. Of, you know, I can get by on my own strength. I can get by on my plans and my organizational skills. Uh, for me, this, this lack of prayer was the viper he talked about. But it also tied into another one where he said an attitude uh, towards our strengths. Maybe we have strengths that we can lean on. Or maybe we have weaknesses that we can lean on. But sometimes we can lean on other things than lean on prayer. And uh, sometimes a measure of a humble person is the measure of your prayer life. How much are you depending on God to come through? And there were some really convicting things there. And I was just like, ah, you know. Um, but I, I came away with, you know, I've got a few a few vipers that have crept into my life. Some of the verses he shared, you know, um, this one, Isaiah 66, 2. Um, this is God, and he was speaking, and God says, here's, here's the one I have seen. This is the one I look to. I think the NAS says, um, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at, at my word. And Josh just talked about being humble and having a, a tender heart, not a, a proud and hardened heart to the things God is uh, prompting you with, but having a tender heart. And um, another verse that was shared, I think Josh shared, I think a number of people probably shared it, but God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble. And so um, if you want God's gracious help, then make sure you're walking humbly because the alternative is God will oppose you. Maybe you don't think, I don't want to be more humble. Well, that's fine. Do you want God's opposition is another way to think about it because that, that's the, the alternative. Um, and so I just felt like some areas of, uh, you know, I need to get rid of some of these vipers. I, I can sometimes, when it talks about leaning on your strength, I wrote down in parentheses, sometimes I can lean on my past experiences, my past fruit. I think about back in the you know days in Fort Collins when... Uh, you know, I was a part of the campus ministry, the rock there, and just people were getting saved and baptized just as a way of life. I mean, it was just so phenomenal. And I can look back on that and, um, you know, almost lean on my past experience over seeking God today for His grace. We prayed like crazy back in the days. We prayed all the time. I remember one point back in the dorms, we added a weekly prayer meeting. 
And the funny thing about it was about the least amount of prayer we, we, we did anywhere was a weekly prayer meeting because we prayed all the time. Here, if we had a weekly prayer meeting, it would be like, you know, boy, talk about trouble and cutting edge or whatever. You know, let's, let's have another meeting in our world besides what you're currently doing and pray. You know, and um, but we used to pray all the time, but I felt like God was saying, you know, you need to get back to your total dependence on me like you had back then, Rich. And, um, you know, that's one of my areas to grow in this year, just my prayer life. Um, the last area that, um, you know, I felt like I was learning in, and um, the whole conference was really about this. I think one of the first teachings Brent Knox started out with this verse here. Um, it's from Hebrews, but it says... Um, but solid food, you talked about giving milk to those people that aren't quite very mature yet and they just need the, the basics, they need to be spoon-fed their Christian life. But he says solid food is, is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. And there's this idea that we, we think that as we get older, as a Christian, um, you just get more mature, right? Well, that's not true. And actually, it's, um, biblically, it's, it's untrue. It's, that's false. Um, you don't just because you're older, one year older as a Christian, you're one year more mature. Now, in physical life, you get older and, and you get older. It's, you know, you can't stop that. It just happens. But you don't get more mature spiritually just because you added another year of knowing Christ. As a matter of fact, it says, this one says, by constant use. You train yourself and you mature. You could have known things from, from back when you were just a baby Christian and, and you could have actually been more mature knowing what you did and what you lived out than you are today. And, and same for me. And I was just challenged. We've got to be in training because if you're not in training, uh, the culture is going downstream so fast. You, you really, you know, if you just stay in the same, the bar is lowering just naturally for you by the culture we live in, you know. And, and we've got to be in training one of the verses that was shared a number of times. I shared on this verse in the seminar I did. Um, but, you know, Paul encourages Timothy, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. It's, it's not going to happen accidentally. If you and I think we're going to wake up next year and go, wow, I'm just way more godly than I was last year. I just pray so much more than I did this previous year. You know, if you're not intentional, if you're not putting effort into that, it's probably not going to be the case. And you're going to look and wake up next year and go, Ah, radishes again, you know. Um, we've got to be in training. We've got to be working at it. Um, you know, and if, uh, you know, I need to be training in order to be maturing in character. Nobody's going to be maturing without working at it, without constant use of the things you already know. God has just designed that the Christian life is not, you don't grow by what you know, you grow by, by what you're doing. And that's the way for the rest of our lives, you know. And so, anyways, here's some, uh, I'm just going to share the outline you have there on your handout real fast, just to think through areas you might want to be in training. Um, we have five simple steps for, for kind of a personal training plan. And you can hopefully use that. We are going to try to take at least one of these areas in our small group this week on Wednesday night. If you're not a part of a small group, this might be a, something that, you know, a New Year resolution to join in one. It relates to one of the points here down the road. But uh, if you haven't been invited to one yet, uh, see me or one of the pastors um, or 
Greg Miller's leading one as well. Jeremy Triggs. We'd love to recruit you to our small groups here. Uh, you know, if the price is right, we, we could have you on the... the uh, we're trying to just have balance and encourage and a lot of diff- different demographics on our groups and trying to do a few things even geographically where some small groups might be closer to where some people live just to help facilitate that a little easier. And we're just going to do a season of these small groups. We're going to do a book study together uh, early on in, in this... Uh, you know, actually, in the next week or two, we're going to try to do a study together as a church that is really encouraging for us as pastors. But anyways, small group pitch. Uh, see me if you, if you want to be on a small group. Um, here's the first blank we have on your form, the first thing to be thinking about. When it comes to training and, and what God might want you to train in this year, um, just identify. You've got to start by going, okay, uh, what, what do I want to grow in this year? Um, you know, and, and hopefully you have something. Most people have something on our list. You know, what do I want to grow in? Got some ideas. Um, you know, if you go, Lord, I'm not, I don't think I need to grow anything. You might ask the question, what does God want me to grow in? You know, I, I don't really want to grow, but maybe he's got an idea for me. It's probably true. Um, some areas to think through. Just, you know, if, if you went to faith logs, you probably got plenty of areas you're thinking about already. This is one of the verses I shared on, but Paul was speaking to Timothy, and he said, hey, you know, Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity, you know, and um, just that idea, some, we have, in general, we have a pretty young congregation here. Sometimes people ask, what's your demographic? And I go, well, in general, we are younger than the average congregation out there, and so a lot of this verse might apply to us. Uh, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Um, and in some ways it implies, don't let people look down on you because you're young and immature, like a lot of young people are naturally. Don't let them look down on you because you're immature. But let them see your mature life, your mature living. You know, sometimes they go, yeah, look down on me because I'm young. Yeah. You know, we can have this attitude, which is just pride. But he said, hey, don't let them look down on you because you're young and immature. Like a lot of young people, that, that comes naturally. You've got to work uh, to be mature. And, and if you're older, you know, make sure that the point is the same to all of us, whether you're young or old. Um, May your life be a mature example, not just a mature age, not just I've been around for a while, been there, done that, what's going on today. So these areas, speech, you know, how's it going in speech? Things like I think about gossip or I think about folly in our speech, just foolish speech like we're saturated with in our you know, society here. Um, godly speech, what's going on in our life? You know, really, when I think of life, um, how, how much is our life in line with the scriptures? Anywhere um, our life is called to be in line with the scriptures across the board, but often we can have areas of strength and areas where, you know, well, I'm just not living in line with the scriptures there. That's what he's saying to Timothy. Make sure your life is in line with the scriptures that you're holding to, that you're teaching. How's it going in your life? Are areas that need some, some training. I'm in love, you know, how, how's it going with loving God? Loving fellow believers, serving them, loving the lost or reaching out to them. How's it going in faith? You find yourself trusting God for things, um, specific things, things bigger today than you did last year or back in your college days, or how's it going in your faith? Is that an example that others can imitate? Purity. You know, I just, again, our society is taking such a nosedive here that if we are not training and raising the bar in this, we are really actually going backwards, you know. And so, some areas to think about. Fruit of the Spirit, a lot of good options there. Self-control has, you know, across the board, there's a, there's a lot of areas we can have growth and self-control. But anyways, 
the point in all this is maybe for you to check with God and see, or you might already know. Other things to think about are, um, you know, how's it going in your time in the Word? How's it going memorizing? Um, I know that uh, many of us have had good intentions on memory madness here. I don't think it's too late to sign it. Maybe it is, but you can talk to the memory madness table. I know they're having a competition for households to start memorizing verses. And so, um, there's, you know, use a competitive spirit to memorize more as well. I've got to catch up with my, it's one of my goals this year. I need to catch up to my kids in memorizing. You know, I remember back in the days when I was in college, I was a memorizing machine. I memorized, uh, you know, I got up to, I think, nine chapters of Proverbs memorized, and I threw in chapters 16 and 27 just for fun. Um, But, you know, now, uh, here I am 17 years later, and I remember a lot of Proverbs, but I don't have nine chapters of Proverbs uh, by memory, by verse, and location, and um, I can't lean on my past experience I, I need to be training today and, and maybe you do too I, I've talked to a number of you that are planning on getting more involved in memory madness other areas you know how's it going with your your eating or your drinking self-control drinking how's it going with money how's it going with exercise maybe this is the year to exercise self-control over the body or with sleep habits prayer I think about fasting I don't know one thing I do know is I do not like fasting a lot more than I did not like it, you know, years ago. I could fast like nobody's business. It seemed like it was not a problem. Now, I hate fasting. I really do. I like eating. My wife's a great cook. A lot of good food here. But um, uh, there's a, a self-control, a discipline thing that I know God wants to train me in. And it's on his agenda for me. But anyways, a lot of things to identify. Um, you know, set a goal. The next step, find this area and set a goal. I love how the Apostle Paul says, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. You know, if you don't have a goal that you're aiming for, it is possible someone could say you're aimless in this area that you want to grow in. Um, and so we need to be setting, setting goals. It takes faith to set goals. You know, I think about some of those bumper stickers out there. Uh, hopefully you don't have these. Uh, if you do, you can explain them to me. But one of them is, uh, not everyone who wanders is lost. You know, uh, I don't know what exactly that means, but uh, not everyone who wanders is lost. Fine, that's probably true. Um, but, you know, there's another phrase I've heard. I think this is Andy Stanley says this related to vision. But he says, everyone gets somewhere in life. Some people just get there on purpose. Um, you know, and so that's the same idea here. You know, you can wander aimlessly, fine. But it's not to be confused with doing something on purpose. And doing something in line with God's purpose for your life. Um, and so we want to just make sure we're aiming. Set some goals. Whatever area it is. Maybe it's praying 15 minutes a day. Maybe it's praying an hour a day. Uh, I've talked to several different uh, men from the Faith Walkers Conference. And, and one guy aims for an hour a day. Another guy aims for 15 minutes a day. And uh, the point is we need to do what, what God wants each one of us to do. And, and to train in whatever he has on our agenda. Um, set a goal. Let's see here. Next one. Make a plan to accomplish your goal. You know, this is sometimes, uh, there are some areas you have to be careful making plans. I know Joshua, one of the vipers of pride can be lean on your planning, your organizational skills. Here's how it plays out just statistically, numerically, if you crunch the numbers. Well, that can be an error if you're only leaning on your plan. But the other error is to have no plan at all. There's actually a, a verse here that says, The noble man makes noble plans, and by noble deeds he stands. But if you want to grow in an area this year, you might get a plan. Um, 
make noble plans and it takes faith again to, to get some plans together and start thinking through details. Another verse here, make plans by seeking advice. If you're trying to get a training plan together for your life, you might bounce it off of somebody. Maybe somebody who is growing in this area more than you or, or you, you like what you see in their life. You can go, hey, can you help me get, get this going in my life like it is in yours? But make plans by seeking advice. It's actually a, a godly thing to do. Uh, sometimes we can avoid plans because it puts God in a box. But God says, noble plans, uh, a noble man makes noble plans, and by noble deeds he stands. And wisdom says to make plans by seeking advice here. So anyways, uh, get a plan going here. Um, you know, I think about my own life, just looking back last year, one of the things that I do look back and I go, well, because physical training is of some value, you know, and last year I did a little physical training, it seemed like it was about time to do that, I went to one of Mark Darling's teachings on, you know, flossing your teeth and getting in shape and things like that, but I thought, you know, it's time for me to get in shape and lose some weight, and I set a goal, and I got a plan to get there, and I started exercising a certain amount each week, and started watching what I was eating, and by God's grace, I think God helped me reach that goal. It didn't happen accidentally. And, and I look back on that and I go, well, I had a little goal, had a little plan, and what do you know? It actually, it actually helped. It actually brought about something beyond my good intentions. I'd always had good intentions about being in shape. Um, but, but now we want to apply these to our lives, spiritually speaking, and, and make sure we're in shape spiritually. And that's what I go... I'm in better shape, you know, physically this year than I was last year. But spiritually speaking, am I better shape? I don't know. I know there's been times in my past where I go, man, I was in really good spiritual shape back then, memorizing and sharing the gospel like a crazy man. And uh, I think God wants to get me back in shape spiritually. But it's going to take a plan. And, and same for, you know, all of us. We need a plan. Another thing here is we need to team up with others who can help you carry out this plan. You know, um, this one, too, are, are better than one because they have good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. We need to team up with others if we're going to get to where we want to go. Um, another good verse on this is, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You want to grow in an area, you need to team up with people that are getting the results you want to get. You know, you don't, um, if you team up with people who are living foolish lives, selfish lives, you're only going to grow more selfish, more foolish. Um, another place, uh, Corinthians, it says, bad company corrupts good habits. You want to grow in good habits, who are you spending your time with? Because bad company will corrupt your habits. And sure, you know, everyone's always, well, I'm trying to reach the lost. Fine, we want to reach people that don't know Christ, but if that's who you're, you're spending the majority of your time with, you're probably going to find, someone's going to probably have to reach out to you sooner or later. You know, you're either on mission or, or you become a part of the mission field. And um, it has a lot to do with who you're running with and who you're teaming up with. And our hope as small groups is to help team up with one another in such a way that it's going to help us reach some of our goals here, um, some of our goals as a church, but even some of our personal goals. You can team up with your spouse, you know, um, this says team up with others, you might even say partner up with others, team up with your spouse or your household or or your small group or your men's group, you know, we, we have the, the single men have a group on Saturday mornings here, but team up with someone to, to help you get where you might not otherwise go on your own. The last area just to think about is... Um, Work hard with God's help. You know, this is kind of a, maybe a little bit of a, a paradox here. We've got to work hard to bring it about, but at the same time, you know, we can't really work hard without God's help. Um, 
Timothy, uh, it says this to Timothy when he said, Hey, go into training, Timothy. You know, you're this young leader. He was even a pastor at the time. And Paul tells him, Take pains with these things, Timothy. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. We've got to work hard at it. It's going to possibly be painful uh, to our flesh or to our ego or whatever. But um, that's what we're, we're called to do. We need to work hard. I love the message ver- version on this. It says, uh, Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. But um, the goal is that people around us will see, hey, they're working hard, they're changing. That area they've always had good intention about growing in, it seems like God's doing something there, and people will notice that. Um, We've got to work hard with God's help. I love the Apostle Paul says this. This is uh, one of my favorites on the subject of hard work by God's grace. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. You know, and this is a a profound uh, thought by Paul here. But he's saying, I worked hard. I worked harder than the rest of these guys. You know, and I don't know who exactly he's talking about, but I think he's talking about the other apostles. I'm working harder in the gospel. I'm working sacrificially. And he's not doing it in a judgmental, comparative way. He's just saying, I'm working my tail off. People don't think I'm an apostle. They think I'm inferior. But I'm working harder than the rest. And by the grace of God, you know, God is helping him carry this out. And there's that tension of working hard, but we can't really work that hard without God's grace, God's help. You know, um, we need to be praying all the more. If we're going to be working hard, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we... They receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We need to be asking God, help me. Help me in this area. Help me uh, wake up earlier. Help me to stay awake while I'm praying. Help me to say no to that, you know, that next thing that I'm trying to have self-control with. Um, we, we need God's help. We need to be praying. Um, and I just want to close with this, uh, this quote here. I thought it was a great quote by Oswald Chambers. Um, Prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work, you know, um, and, and we need to be growing in prayer and our prayer and our access to God's gracious help. It really fuels everything that we do. Sometimes we can think, oh, I've got to get to where I can start praying, but in some ways we've got to start praying so that we can get doing anything else that we're hoping to get done in our lives here. But those are just some, some things that, um, some tools, some verses to think about. Again, this week in small groups, um, our hope is to do some icebreakers. We, we've kind of reshuffled some of our small groups and trying to integrate people that were coming from uh, the north side of town here and integrate some demographics, geographics, all of the above. But this week in small groups, we're hoping to have some, get to know each other a little better. But you also might be thinking in the back of your mind, uh, one of the questions will probably be, what area do you think God wants you to grow in this year? And, and we might share those and be praying for each other in small groups and working on our game plans and stuff like that. But um, next Sunday we are going to start really just looking at, we, we did a whole vision series coming into Christmas, and this is kind of a transition back into that vision uh, of what goals does God have for us as a church. And I think God has some really exciting things for us as a church. Um, but I thought as we transition into that, we want to just make sure we're growing personally. We've got, we're, we're connected with God in, in individual ways that He wants us to grow in. And there's some things as a church that I think are probably on the list for all of us. At least we get that sense as a pastor, uh, as pastors and, and leaders. And so um, I think that's going to be exciting. But take some time this week to, to just 
identify some areas and, and set some goals, make a plan, team up with others, and get to work by God's grace. Let's go ahead and pray and get on with our day here. Well, Lord Jesus, that we do um, we do just thank you for uh, all that you um, maybe taught us or have been teaching us over this past year. And God, I pray that as we try to look forward to this this upcoming year um, by your by your grace, if you will, if if you don't cut this year off in any way um, uh, by coming back or something surprising us, Lord, we we just want to have some plans in place to grow, to be in training, Lord. Help us not to be in you know autopilot or slacking or going backwards, but God, help us to be growing more like you in, in our character and that um, help each one of us just to be connecting, to be hearing from you, to be. Contrite in spirit. Help us to be sensitive when you're, when you're telling us that this is the year for that area. And God, we just need your grace. Please um, help us to pray. Help us to seek you in prayer um, so that we can get started and that we can track our progress. And um, God, I just pray that as we look over what you accomplished, as we review this year, um, you know, at this time next year, God, that we could see some things that resulted, some things that we are reaping because. You helped us sow different seeds this year. And we need your help in this. And we just tell you we love you. And I pray you bless the rest of our our day. Um, Bless this upcoming week in our small groups. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for coming this morning. And hopefully we'll catch you at small groups um, or or next Sunday. So we'll see you then.